<laughs> I mean, we had we had better music, I'll say that. But uh, anyway, so yeah, we're talking about a movie called Popcorn <laughs> from the '90s. Yeah, from '91. I honestly thought this was the '80s movie, but it was not. I, so. I, I feel like I did too. Yeah, and it's just one of those things that you. It must have just been on the back of so many comic books for, during that period that I just felt like um, if it wasn't sleep sleepwalkers it was this <laughs> yeah i like this poster and like the sleepwalkers poster i vividly remember because you're right it was like everywhere you know but this one more surprising that it was everywhere i mean i do like the poster i think the poster looks awesome and the title how they did that was is really cool you know what makes you say it was surprising that the poster was everywhere Oh, because Popcorn is like an independent-ish movie and like Sleepwalkers is a like a studio movie, you know? Mm -hmm. So with us, the difference is like they get studio movies get tons of money for advertising, whereas like an independent film has kind of got to, you know, yeah, no, I, I see not, not mean, spend yeah. all their money. But it right. just seems like those were so prevalent. It was like the same distributed by the same company, but they weren't, mm -hmm. you know, so... Well, yeah, and for an independent production, it must have been kind of a, you know, Jamaican, Los Angeles kind of crossover yeah. film where yep. we know we can film here for a cheaper amount of money and release it in America because they did have a lot of people who were, you know, I mean, you had America's mom, Dee Wallace, in there. Yeah, yeah. You know, famous from E.T. is the mom in this. Um Kelly Jo Mintner, she was in Nightmare on Elm Street Part 5. Uh, and uh, uh, Summer School. You remember that movie? Remember I, Summer I School? I do remember Summer School, yeah. Yeah, she was the, in that too. The teacher was playing Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, yeah. Like wow. the, the the two goofball kids were like, oh, this is what we do. And they're like shoving pencils through their eyeballs and shit. And they're like, it's just a joke. We're yeah. not really killing each other. Yeah. So, yeah, Summer School. That's a fun movie. Anyways, yeah, I actually, uh, I remember her from that because I've seen Summer School so many times. That was like a, <laughs> that was like a childhood movie. I watched that a lot growing up. So, uh, but I remembered her voice more than like, I was like, yeah, her voice is really familiar. Where do I, because it's like, not too many people have a raspy voice like that. You know, that sounds like they're trying so hard to talk that it's about to go silent, you know, mm. so, uh, but yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I should probably know her from that because I know I've seen Summer School more times than I've seen Elm Street 5. <laughs> right. Which is legitimately, I think, the only one of the series that I don't like. It's been forever since I've seen 5. I usually skip right over it, you know, and go to, like, Freddy's Dead and then, you know, New Nightmare. I've seen probably New Night... Like, 1, 3, and New Nightmare the most of those movies. So Okay. Because New Nightmare was the first one I saw in the theaters. So that was a big deal. It's a huge deal, <laughs> even though it's not really a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. It is, but it's not, yeah, you know. Yeah, I kind of give that one a pass, too. Not that it's a bad movie. I just consider it existing outside the series. So whenever I get in that Elm Street mood, like I kind of have been lately, I, I I watched four, skipped over five, and then <laughs> Freddy's Dead this weekend. But uh, yeah, New Nightmare, I just feel like kind of exists outside the series because it's, it's its own continuity. And it steps yeah. outside of itself to, you know, make a, a comment that, you know, it's it's worth making and it's a good movie. It's just for whatever reason, it doesn't feel like. Oh, it's it's totally compartmentalized away from the rest of them. You know, like I like it, but mm -hmm. it's not, I don't it's not like when I think of Nightmare, it's like one through five, you know, not that one. One through know? six. No, because I don't I don't particularly yeah. like six. You don't, <laughs> so, you don't like five either, so it just ends at four for you? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. I guess so. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you think there was ever an idea to turn this into a franchise? I feel like it. Like, I really do because it's, there's so many, like, things in this movie that, like, go nowhere where I feel like it should have gone somewhere. You know, like, there is the whole face thing, which is confusing at times the mm -hmm. face swapping uh but i feel like that is a device that could easily go into other movies and call it like 
repopped or you know something like that uh where it's just a bigger bucket yeah yeah exactly (laughs) popcorn too extra butter i mean right right no salt you know like i don't know i don't know whatever uh i do i do feel like uh that it was set up kind of or the idea was there to have it keep going because like i mean jesus how many other franchises just keep getting movies that you know we're like well okay how many new ideas oh none you don't have any new ideas for this you're just retreading the same thing Mm -hmm. you see it all the time i mean good lord hellraiser's got like nine of them you know well no i I just i asked because this doesn't really end with a cliffhanger and everything's pretty well resolved the villain doesn't come back it just seems like you know they they went to great lengths to try to create an interesting villain but they pretty definitively killed him off oh yeah which... he was dying for like two minutes on screen you know it was a while because he gets stabbed and then he's just like oh, oh by the mosquito you know and that keeps going and going yeah like, yeah we got it he he's stabbed he's impaled that, that was that was Let's kind of a on. running a running theme with this movie where the all of the deaths went on for oh yeah sustained periods of time because like even when the teacher because he's the first one who gets killed by the mosquito and it's it's like the round nose i don't know impales yeah, him let's somehow. describe how we got how we get to this mosquito first i guess let's go back so people if you haven't watched the movie or don't plan to then you kind of know what's going on because we're just talking about this giant mosquito and it's like a real giant mosquito no it's a fake one okay you know so, yeah. so maybe so the, we go back and like setup. set up of the movie yeah. would be well it's it's a little convoluted let's talk about the students first so there's a new film okay department. i got it i got yeah. it. yeah so a bunch of film students put on a horror movie festival only to find themselves stalked and knocked off one at a time by a deranged murderer yes yes and that's, that's popcorn in a nutshell yeah, in a nutshell. And then there's and then the 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 other one, the other layer is the cult leader who made a movie. They okay, in setting up this film festival, they find a uh, a reel of a short film and they're like, "Let's play it." And it turns out to be this snuff film of a cult leader who kills his wife uh uh and then like the act is like they perform the the next act live in front of a studio audience i guess and uh it goes haywire so there's yeah it's uh well you know like as as one does they don't really want people don't want to see murders Mm -hmm. you know they just don't they don't want that so the murder was stopped the theater was set on fire and uh the cult leader died so who's the murderer (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. And that's what that's what the those two things are. So the film festival is going on, and then there's killings that are happening that are connected to this cult leader. Right. The the movie being called Possessor. Yes. Yeah. Possessor. Man, that I was getting so strong vibes of that uh, art show film from Valentine, with oh my just god, just the close-ups of the the mouth, and then yes, like, the eyeball, and just like. Man, yeah, that's uh, that is an art show film if I've ever seen one. <laughs> yeah, close up of eyeballs, teeth. I think there was someone pulling apart like skin over their face or something like that. Yeah, yeah, we heard that. Yeah, like that. That was pretty funny because the 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 guy in the the possessor thing just keeps saying possessor like over yeah. and over again, and one person who's watching it's like, yeah, we heard it. Yeah, we know. I she's my favorite character. I, I'm blanking on her name, but she goes on to play the nurse at the film festival. Yeah, nurse they all, Ratchet. They, yeah, yeah, they all have like different little costumes, and some of them are kind of like glammed up uh, ushers, and yeah, and she's, she's like the nurse Ratchet, and they've got like a mental patient character. Yes, I love the look of this theater. I want this theater to actually exist. It sucks that they filmed it in Jamaica because that's nowhere close to where we are at right now, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but man, I at one point wanted to own a movie theater like this. I just think that this would be so fucking cool to have like this old school movie theater with a balcony and just show old school movies. 
it's a horrible business model because you're not going to make any money but man well, would it be awesome yeah especially today when you only have the one screen i know yeah it's not happening but um yeah, yeah. still that that's still song, love to have too, it. That, that they were playing about you know saturday night at the movies we don't care what's going on yeah i mean that's just such a byproduct of of that era because it wasn't like you could just turn on your netflix and if it didn't entertain you within 10 seconds you move to the next thing it's like right you know now you went out to the movies with your friends and like that was just like hanging out at the mall or anything and dude the ritual so changed so much man mm -hmm. like i remember like going to like what when we decided friends of mine and the group like what we were doing friday saturday night you know it was like oh what's playing you actually had to go buy a newspaper because there was no internet and then you just like flip to the back of them and no. you would just hope, hope to God that the theater in your neighborhood was in that newspaper. But there you was know? movie phone. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yes. You called the movie theater and you just listened to a pre-recorded message. And it, they they lifted, they, they just listed off the movies that were playing and the times. That's right. Yep. Yep. Popcorn, 830, yeah. 815. Yeah, 45. Oh my god. What a what a flashback. I remember that. It was such a it was such a pain in, looking back at it. It's such a pain in the ass to live like life like that, right? Because it's so slow. Whereas like now we can just like show times near me and Google's like, "Oh, here where what theater do you want to go to? I'll show you times in Detroit even though that's 90 minutes away, you know? Oh, like yeah, what do you want? Right. Where do you want to go? What movie do you want to see?" Mm -hmm. You know? You want to see it at an AMC or do you want to see it at some art house shit, you know, like, or whatever. So it's just, it's crazy. But then, yeah. So what you heard is what you got. And if the movie wasn't there, you missed it. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till you could rent it in a year, you know? And, and there, there wasn't the signed seating. So you didn't know if it was going to be sold out or. Right. Whatnot. Right. Here's a, here's a weird thing. That's like, so it's, it can't even happen anymore. So when you, you remember Triple X with Vin Diesel, you remember that? And then like the unfortunately, yeah, 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 I agree. And then the sequel, which was State of the Union, but it mm -hmm. didn't have Vin Diesel in it. It had mm -hmm. Ice Cube, mm -hmm. right? So like at the time, that I mean that was like early two thousands, and at the time, like there was a waiting period. There was a long waiting period between like when a movie ended in the theaters to when it actually came out on on VHS or DVD, right? And sometimes it was a while, six to nine months, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and then, but at the time, like, Triple X State of the Union was so torn apart by critics and everybody who saw it, right? Like, it was not a beloved movie that it broke the record for, like, fastest in theater to DVD release, which was, like, seven weeks Mm -hmm. right wow. <laughs> which is lightning fast for a movie at the time but now that's like kind of standard right like well it's, it's especially like pretty in, quick in pandemic era because it i think um what's become sort of standard is theatrical release 45 days to streaming and then it's it's about three months until at yeah. least three four months yeah until um because it, it's yeah I, i'd say you get about a six week window with streaming too before it goes to DVD. But. Yeah, but it just seems like that's so standard now, where it's like six six to seven weeks was like, <laughs> look at these fools over here. Well, back Their then, shit yeah. sucks so bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, back then. Yeah, only like 15 years ago. So <laughs> it feels like a different era. Well, it, it's only, it, you know. No, it is totally different. And I mean, it's crazy to think about how much that's even changed within the last three years because the idea of something hitting streaming 45 days from the fact that it came out in the theater is unheard of yes i agree just two years ago and and that's just something that the movie industry has done to try and you know maximize their uh profit during the whole pandemic covid thing but well yeah part of it's because like uh physical media is going away you know it's just how it is like uh, uh i was listening to a podcast and matt damon was talking about this and it was really kind of like eye-opening because he said like um like the he was talking about the reasons why studios aren't taking as many chances with certain movies right 
or certain types of movies anymore. And uh, they were saying, he was saying like, well, you know, you had your theatrical release and then you basically had a second softer release once it was pushed out on physical media. So he's like, and sometimes the physical media was greater, like a greater resource of revenue than ticket sales were. And now that we don't have that because of streaming, that that push isn't there. So it's like they have to make their money right at the box office instead of, you know, getting it later on a DVD or Blu-ray release. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting. And it's changing the dynamic of what movies we're seeing in theaters, you know, uh, which is unfortunate. Like, I, I think we're, we're kind of done of the days, done with the days of like stuff coming out like Fight Club or 12 Monkeys or something like that you know, that are more, a little bit more risky. So it's unfortunate. So popcorn wouldn't have come out in this environment. You don't think that would have been straight to shutter release probably. Yes. I'm not saying that this movie wouldn't get made. It probably would have get, get made. But the today. release would have been but, totally. Yeah. Different. The release yeah. would be like, ah, shutter exclusive, you know? Uh-huh. So. You know, who else was in this was uh, Joel Shulin. Sh- Julian, I, I I can't say your last name. Uh, she was in Stepfather and A Stranger Calls Back. Oh yeah, she she was Maggie. So she, she was the daughter of the cult leader that you mentioned earlier, of uh, Lanyard Gates. Yeah, you know. The... Am I the only one that finds that ridiculous? I mean, not the I Gates think it's part, ridiculous. but just, just the fact Lanyard? that the guy's name is Lanyard. You mean my name badge necklace? lanyard that kind of lanyard yeah no yeah. it's ridiculous it's so like of all the names they're like lanyard that's the ticket lanyard gates yeah that's a cult leader still i i was hung up on lanyard gates for a while it's like lanyard gates why <laughs> lanyard gates i i mean you have I, no option other than to grow up and be a crazy person if that's yeah your name. I often wonder about that, right? Like sometimes I think like the name of a person is more powerful than genetics, you know, because there's just certain names where it's like, yeah, no one good has ever been, you know, named that, you know? Oh, yeah. I can't think of any examples right now. Well, and that's and, you know, just to bring up Elm Street again, that's why Wes Craven named Freddy Krueger was because there was a kid named uh, Fred that used to beat him up. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. See? Yeah. Just be and it's simply because that person was named Fred, you know? Not that like No, they... it was it was Kruger, that's what it was. He oh, knew Kruger? someone with the name of Kruger and and they used to beat him up because that's why he named the guy Krug in Last House on the Left. Oh. And then you you, you get Kruger and then come up with the front first name, but yeah, no, I, I agree with you. There's just certain names where like you're writing something and you're like that yep, needs that's to a be bad a... guy name. Yep. <laughs> yeah exactly exactly lanyard though i don't know i'm not sold on that one i really That's don't have stretch. anything else to, to go on as far as the, like picking on the whole lanyard thing other than it's just a weird choice but uh, there's a couple weird choices in this movie though um, a couple i mean there's there's a lot a lot of oh weird okay choices. good there's well, many th- this we movie was, was your suggestion um yeah I had always wanted to see it, and then I saw that it would just happen to be on Shutter there, mm-hmm. so I, I thought it was a great time to and talk but, about. But it. you had said that you had seen this, like this was one of your movies growing up. Yep, uh, my sister and I, I think we caught it on HBO in the early '90s, so after its theatrical release. But it must have been like quickly afterwards, you know, because I remember it when I was fairly young, and if it came out in '91, that would put me at ten or eleven, you know uh no but we loved this movie at the time we thought it was crazy it was wild but we liked the environment like we always love going to movie theaters and seeing a movie that's creepy like this and kind of scary definitely more scary as a kid you know this isn't really a scary movie now but you know when you see the face reveal of toby you're just like whoa that's crazy you know and then we liked um we kind of like the the movies within the movie, you know. We like that aspect. Uh, so this was like a fun, a fun ride, you know, as a kid because your imagination's just going crazy, you know. Right. 
So well, and and the movies within the movies were all like very specific. Mm-hmm. Um, throwbacks to like fifties well, movies. Yeah, 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 homages to to movies that actually existed because the first one that they show, Mosquito, it is exactly this movie called The Beginning of the End, which was this giant grasshopper movie, and I Mosquito looks better than the beginning of yeah. the end looks because in the beginning of the end, like they just they had real cockroaches, but they were using just the cheapest tricks possible. And yeah, I mean, like I would they're, imagine. they're supposed to be climbing buildings and I shit you not. It's like they have a, a they're photographing a postcard as the cricket or what cockroach climbs up the thing. And, and then you cut to like the people in the building like, oh, God. So. Yeah, what they were doing with Mosquito was miles ahead, even though it was a parody. But, like, e even that office that they're in, like, when they're in the building where it's the the reporter with, like, the guy with the leather, like, the bomber jacket on. And yeah. I got the army guy. That's straight out of that movie. I mean, like, they took that set and those costumes and put it over here. Like, that's not a coincidence. That's awesome. No, I thought that they were so fun to watch. And... Then the interplay with like the dialogue or action that's in these fake movies is like being referenced in the deaths of other people, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the movie theater, you know, like with the, the, the guy who was electrocuted, uh, did some crime. Yeah. Yeah. What? So, but so now we can talk about the giant mosquito. <laughs> yeah. So that's where the giant mosquito comes in, you know, it's because it's in these, well, it's, it's interesting because like, I mean, maybe people don't know about this, so we can talk about it. But, like, movies had gimmicks for a while, you know? They would come with something. Like, the what? there's a famous one, and I thought, like, Vincent Price was in it. The Tingler. Yeah, where they had, it was like this creature was running amok in this movie, right? And it was mm -hmm. basically a giant centipede, I guess. I'm yeah, saying giant, nice. but, like, ro like, like large rodent-sized or cat-sized, you mm -hmm. know? But they would, like, they had something to, like, bump into people's ankles in the theater. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like you're thinking about, like, the tingler and then, like, it coming and, like, bumping into you in the theater. Yeah. You know? And then there was stuff like smell-o-vision and stuff like yeah. that, you smell, know? Smell-o-vision was a real thing. Um, the, the tingler and what you're talking about, that was a guy by the name of William Castle. And he made a whole industry on that of like the gimmicky movies and probably his biggest one was uh the house on haunted hill oh man and you know they they had they like they were signing the waivers out front of their film festival in, in this yes. movie about you know oh we're not liable if you die yeah. uh <laughs> or, or, or taking people's blood pressure things like that and like william castle actually did that with his movies where you know, we'll give a free funeral to anyone who dies of fright while watching this movie. Wow. Like, like that was an actual thing, which, of course, nobody and did because like, the movies were hokey yes. as shit. But, yeah. you know, it's just was a, it was just a thing to get the people in the theater. Yeah, um, you could die from this. Do you want to see it? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yes, of course. <laughs> it's the video from The Ring. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um so that and that but the mosquito there is a giant mosquito hanging from some sort of wiring uh in this in this movie and that is actually used as a deadly weapon you know but it's flying around during the mosquito movie right you know? so that that was the gimmick for it so yeah so the, this guy comes in to help the film students with uh with setting up the festival and yes. he supposedly owns some museum of movie memorabilia yeah Tur turns out he's the man of a thousand faces the the killer in disguise and that's why all the props are kind of he knows how to use them all but they're also kind of rigged in order to murder people i didn't catch that part i thought toby was the guy who was always the guy you know like but it was the old man didn't was he the have killer? a mission impossible reveal where he took the mask off there and that was toby that he was just yeah, playing but a character. Toby, but yes, the, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But Toby is just one of the students, not the guy that runs the uh, prop museum. He didn't that's... play the guy from the prop museum. No, did, did I just fabricate that whole thing? 
Yeah, that, I got a little confused. Because no, that, like, that would have been great. I mean, that that's no, why that, I thought oh, he just knew how to use all these things. and Makes perfect sense, right? Like, if you did the movie like that. But that character, right, they, he has a huge introduction. I'm this guy. I'm no, yeah, so no, important. I remember that, yeah. Like, it was like, hey. It's like P.T. Barnum. The, the feeling you get is like, we need to pay attention to this guy. I'm talking about as like w- the watching the movie, right? Because they're making a big deal about this guy's introduction. Mm-hmm. He's never you seen never see again, again after he sets up everything. Like, so all like the props and stuff around, they got the popcorn machine. They got this really cool uh, clock that I, I want to find out if that's real because I would love to purchase it. It screams at you whenever it, turns to like the next time so it goes from seven to eight it yells and screams at you but it also is dripping blood out of the center you know into a heart yeah it's dripping like the clock is alive and it's dripping blood into its own heart that's dope i want that like in my home (laughs) i need that in my life yeah in my soul get inside me right now (laughs) see that's why i thought that that I don't. I'm. I don't know. I must have been taking a note or something like that. And then you see something with the killer, and that's why I thought that he replaced him, or that that he was him, and but he was just playing the character, because because you never did see him again. And then you have this right. whole Mission Impossible element, and he's got all this shit set up in the back room, and that, that's that's why I'm just like, oh, that's the same guy. It's got to be him. Right, because yeah. it's logically it, it's logically sound what okay. you're talking about. All right, that, and that makes perfect sense. But that's not the case. But you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it would make more sense if he was the killer. Uh, I feel like that's been happening a lot lately. Because like with snakes on a plane, when we were talking about that, you're like, "That's a better idea, Brian. Why didn't they do that?" <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, there are plenty. I mean, like. Oh. I mean, your mind is you write your own shit. So it's like, yeah, like that. When when you have a criticism, criticism of like, hey, I would have done it this way. It's like, yeah, that's better. That's better. Because it's like you've written your own shit. Like, I can't come up with story beats or anything like. But when someone says like, yeah, this is what I would do. I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, that works better. That Because I can like, you know, do surgery on right. what I've seen yeah. and see it. And I'm like, yeah, that makes more sense. Okay. You know? So, but if you're asking me to write a story, oh my God, no shot. Uh-uh. We're not getting anywhere. We're not having liftoff. We're not, you know, winning any awards or anything. We're going to be a laughing stock because I, I, you know, whatever. I don't know about things. So it, it, it'll just be the clip of uh, the kid falling yeah. off, off the mountain and Mac and me. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. That's what I wrote. <laughs> yeah. That's my contribution, but I'll always be remembered, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's always that. So, what is it? Winners get remembered. Legends never die. Uh, you know, winners don't do drugs. That's that's the one that I know. But uh, hey, so what? What do you think the second movie was supposed to be a reference to? The the electrocution. I have no idea because there's that one. What's the last one? the stench and that oh. that one's more overtly the the william castle now he didn't do smell-o-vision someone i and i i did actually do some research on this um yeah there there was one and only movie to use smell-o-vision because there there were several problems like, with yeah, it well no not just that <laughs> but like odorama and uh, aromarama and like other knockoff I same same ideas because they've been yeah. trying to like do like smells and move and not movies but apparently that dates back to like vaudeville and like theater plays in like the 1800s oh wow just the idea of like having a smell in the theater when something's going on but you know part of the problem with it is like ventilation not always getting to people at the same time theaters right. tend to have this overwhelming smell of popcorn <laughs> so right I would imagine that, like, if your movie had multiple smells, you'd have smells on top of smells, which might not right. be a good thing. Right. You know? Which is why, as it went on, they actually went to handing out scratch and sniff cards, because that's what you want to do when you're watching a movie, is number nine. <laughs> yeah. Gross. Um, 
Uh, just hearing people and, inhale as, through their nose while in a theater just sounds disgusting. Well, yeah, they're they're either <laughs> they're either doing crack or you know the smell-o-vision thing. But but that the, so most recently that was even used in like Spy Kids Four was they they were handing out like scratch and sniff cards for people to smell during the movie. Yeah. No thanks. That's so lame. I, That's I, just incredibly I, lame. I, I I don't want smells when I'm watching a movie. Thank you. Especially yeah. the whole thing where it's you have to play your bingo card while you're watching the movie because now you're not watching the movie. You know, right? Yeah, and like movie theaters are dark, so how do you know which smell you're scratching? You know, well, that's why I was doing that thing where it like, yeah, because you know, it's like really bright, but you look down and you can't see what's in front of you. That's what, that's yeah. what I, I don't know how people, uh, like reporters m must have used to been really good at like just knowing the notepad by feel in order to like, take notes while a movie was on. Right. Because I, I, like I've tried to do that once or twice for like academic things when I was in college, like they'd send us to this fancy theater in Ann Arbor that was playing, you know, Citizen Kane or the Bicycle Thief or, you know, whatever avant-garde movie that's like you have to watch because you're a film student and you're trying to take notes in the theater and is is I don't know, it's really difficult. I've tried to take notes without looking at the paper. It's that's a nightmare, you know, like it looks so bad, well, especially when you read it back. It's like, oh, man, I nailed that. It felt so good. Yeah. And I then you read it back. And it's like it, it looks yeah. like one of those seismographs <laughs> that are charting an earthquake, you know? Yeah. It's so confusing. You forgot like what it is you wrote down. Right. Like, it, like seconds later, you're like, wait, I don't even know what I wrote anymore. You know? Like, yeah. What did I, what is this? Yeah, no, it doesn't look good. So I always wanted to see a movie with some sort of gimmick like this, though, like smell of vision, you know, or uh, what happened with the tingler or something, you know? Yeah, um, the, the, the tingler would have been interesting. I, I think um, some of the early 3D movies would have been as well. So. Yeah, they, they they definitely oh. put some some thought into that stuff with like having like a, a costume for the usher to kind of like just run down the aisle at a certain part. Now nowadays, uh, I don't know, people would probably freak out and trip them in the aisle or something like that. I'm sure that happened a lot back then too. You just didn't hear about it because they didn't have the internet. Right. But like you imagine like some you know, like you're watching this movie and like someone just like pops up in a skeleton costume. <laughs> right. Right. Did you happen to see it like during the mosquito one? uh like this mosquitoes flying around did you happen to see uh the crazy guy uh like at the front who gets you know injected by nurse ratchet he was running around with like a huge uh bug killer like spray can like the size of him and i was like man they really needed to like focus on him for a minute because that's really funny because you see him like the mosquito comes in and then there's a shot that's like looking down mm -hmm. at everyone in the theater and off to the side, you see him like running down the <laughs> aisle <laughs> with this giant yeah. can of uh, bug killer, you know? Yeah, no, I miss that. It's really funny. I wish I wish they would have paid more attention to something like that. Um, also, have you ever been in a theater with like a lively audience like this? Because sometimes it's the most fun I've had. I mean, there's been a couple occasions where it's been the most fun I've had in the theater where people are just like a little too rowdy, but then you just kind of go with it. It's, it's usually only at movie screenings where people have already seen the movie a million times. Right. Right. Like, like a Rocky horror picture or the room or something yeah. like that. Yeah. The most famous one. Yeah. I actually experienced that to a, a new movie when I saw Riddick or chronic or pitch black, the area that I saw it and they just were not on board with this movie. And it was like 10 minutes in and the shit talking started uh, them tearing apart Vin Diesel and the whole movie. But I swear to God, it was like the funniest experience or one of the funnest memories I've had of being in a theater because they the whole audience turned on the movie as if the movie was insulting them and a real person, you know, and it was just like, this is crazy. This is so funny. You was know? it Chronicles of Riddick or was it Pitch Black? 
Pitch Black. Yeah, the the well, whatever one was the first one. They're so oh, wow. unmemorable. I don't know like which one it was, you know. But it was in. I was still in high school, so it must have been Pitch Black. I think that that was the first one. Okay. You know? Wow. But yeah, they just it was awesome. It was so cool. They're just like this. We hate you. We don't like anything that you're doing, and we're gonna let you know about it, even though there's no one from the movie in the theater. You know. Amazing. It was awesome. Awesome. I hope he hears that. I hope he hears that somehow. Vin Diesel. Yeah, we made fun of your movie relentlessly for about two hours. So that that theater in uh, two thousand one showed him. <laughs> oh yeah, South Lansing. You know, ten. I don't. Ten, I don't even know if the movie's still there. Or ten billion dollars later, Fast and the Furious <laughs> movies. Like yeah, right. I I don't. I think he's fine. I don't think he really. Cares. Yeah, I don't think he cares anymore. He's, he's crying uh, himself to sleep on all of his I am group money. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Um, one thing I want to talk about is I said in the beginning, there's shit that just goes nowhere mm-hmm. in this movie. And th- there's the supernatural side of this movie, which doesn't get explained or doesn't get elaborated on and doesn't really do anything for the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So Maggie slash Sarah, that's the same character. Yeah. She has like dreams of the cult leader, and she, they're recurring. She, she like dreams she has a the movie. Notepad. Yeah, yeah. She dreams she the a... possessor, and she's like writing it down. Like I'm dreaming yeah. the movie. Yeah. And then it even goes so far as to be like, so, okay, so you're th- my when I see this, like the very beginning opens in a dream sequence of this movie, and then there's the part where D. Wallace goes to confront the guy at the theater and like you have the sequence where like the name changes on the marquee mm-hmm. you know which is like oh that's some supernatural shit because she's not dreaming you know she's awake for this mm-hmm. guess what's never explained uh the supernatural side of this it goes nowhere and like or it or makes why it... possessor drove people crazy insane yeah <laughs> crazy they, enough yeah, they to don't explain a, a it live reenactment of it and it, it, it quite frankly doesn't even need to be in the movie because we find out the killer is Toby and not the resurrection of Lanyard. Lan- Lanyard Gates. Yeah. Which it would make more sense. Terror almost. has a new name this summer. Yeah. <laughs> it would make more sense if uh, he um, like came back from the dead and was like affecting people in their dreams than the reality of just a guy being crazy because he was burned as a kid you know i think it makes a little bit more sense to go all supernatural isn't isn't he her brother though well because she's sarah gates and then he was burned at part of that whole theater burning down thing right right and i don't yeah i don't know if they're brother and sister i know that sarah maggie her mom was killed and then her mom d wallace is actually her aunt that's how it was her sister her sister shot lanyard right which is d wallace so she's the one that stopped him in the first place yeah yeah and then set the movie theater on fire i mean they killed the guy and then set the whole thing on fire Mm -hmm. killing another person and then you know maiming this guy's face and body you know toby who then goes all mission impossible with new faces because why not you know i i thought uh Man, if, if only dark man's technology was that stable <laughs> right yeah they need to get together that toby and dark man need to get together and rule the world because like yeah well, like, he just oh, needs he, a face to last more face. than 90 minutes hey let's talk about the faces for a minute so were they just cut off or were they like replicated? I believe they were replicated. Okay, that's what I thought too. Yeah. Um, my next question: Why is it moving? You know, yeah, again, face it's move? never explained. Yeah, it's it's never explained because the first one that he pulls up and he's hanging it, dangling there, yeah. like it, it moves and pulses like it's a living thing. Yeah. But yeah, now we just never uh, reveal. Never know. Yeah. 
the secret ingredient is stem cells. That's why that's uh, moving around like. Oh, that. was now, was that the thin layer of whatever he picked up from the the science water? Yeah, he was uh, ahead of his time, as it turns out, and uh, a little ahead of the science curve. There, they thought it was quackery <laughs> back then in 1991, but little did they know. Now, I yeah, that's that's something that never gets addressed. Just like um, with with D. Wallace there, where. He's got her like like once he captures Maggie and puts her in the dress where she can't move because yeah. he's going to kill her on stage to kind of mimic and and f fulfill the what what his father I guess couldn't ever do. Um he's got D Wallace like, you know, in plaster bandage. Yeah. And then like even but he like rolls her up like oh you make a wrong move that booby trap is going to shoot her right like she's going to shoot yeah. her and have no control over it it's yeah. like oh that's creepy but then like the guns plastered over too so like what's uh, other yeah. other than she just doesn't know how guns work what's threatening about this situation because it's unthreatening yeah it's not threatening at all it's kind of crazy uh no there's like uh there's tons of things that don't kind of line up at all or that go go nowhere or don't make sense. It's really bizarre that it's so convoluted, but I still I still enjoy this movie. I feel like this is in the same vein as like uh, Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. Like it's that level of movie where it's like, with everything going wrong, I really shouldn't like this movie. But I do. And I think it grows on me each time I see it. Yeah, I, I feel like this is slightly above... Phantom of the Mall. I, well, I, I think the acting's a lot better. Yeah, you know, better. I mean, just a little bit. Like the Toby when he's going crazy at the end is actually pretty scary. Like he's kind of terrifying with like what he's saying to uh, Maggie. You know, like look, well, look he, at me, look well, at he, me. He looks ter <laughs> Yeah, he looks terrifying. I mean, he's got the wire in his head, and it's just like yep. He's got a really, uh, really strange look to him that that is creepy. Did you think this movie was creepy, like when you were growing up? Oh yeah, the end is like pretty scary as a kid. You know, like with the, you know, Freddy Krueger esque face. You mm -hmm. know, um, and and the behavior. It's weird when you match a behavior with a certain look, right? It kind of elevate, obviously elevates what you're seeing, because like our my sister and I like we really like the nightmare on elm street movies but we felt like popcorn got under our skin a little bit more because of the insane behavior displayed on an already weird face you know so and then when he's got like half the face on and his ears are like car doors like the sides <laughs> of the face are like car doors just uh -huh. flopping around that's really creepy um but yeah it's like the like the toby when at when he's at the end of the movie when he's about to like start murdering or fulfilling whatever thing his dad did uh it's like um it's almost like jim carrey esque you know where he's just kind of like his voice is undulating up and down he's got a lot of like physical movements that are strange mm -hmm. you know so yeah i think everything together it's a pretty scary thing as an adult it's semi-weird you know <laughs> It's, it's yeah it's not like oh my god this is scary it's just like it's so odd you know yeah i think uh the closest it got to being creepy for me was when the guy was getting electrocuted or he, he was about to get electrocuted um because it just any time where you just like throw someone into a, a life or death situation and they have no time to prepare for it like you just generate instant sympathy and it, it's not even like they do anything other than he's just like mm, 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 like trying to reach the the knob yeah but I, I think it's knowing the fact that he has no chance and it sustains for as long as it does I, that well andy's handicapped so it's just like you have all of these things where i'm just like oh man that's that's pretty rough like you know but but they tried to do that in other areas of the movie, too, because when the guy's dying on the mosquito, the teacher gets impaled on the mosquito, which, you know, I mean, that'd be it's like in, in Halloween four when uh, Michael Myers impales someone with a shotgun. Like there's just, you know, 
that mosquito <laughs> nose is not stabbing through anything. Like it's it's this round right. ball, but it's, it's just like like right through him. And he's just up there, just dying for like two minutes. It feels like. And yeah, they spend a long time letting us know that this person is suffering on their way to death. You know. Yeah, like, I, I think. I think the Go only ahead. time they don't do that is with the other uh, Usher character. She, she's got, like, the gold Usher outfit on. Oh, yeah, but, like, they, that was the kiss that they had. That was disgusting. But then she he's, like, moving her dead body in a conversation. Yeah, you know? yeah, but they didn't belabor her death the way that no. like, every other death scene in the movie gets kind of, like... Just... Yeah, that was the grossest part when she died. Knowing, she's yeah. just yeah, she was just like, hey, she's talking to her, what she thinks is still her teacher. She's trying to get a state, a straight A, you know, or get an A. Mm -hmm. So you know, you know, where this is going. And just she goes to kiss him and then like his face sticks to her face. And like they pull apart and it's just all these strands of like face tissue, you know. Mm -hmm. How gross would that be? Go to kiss someone. And then their face comes with you, just like this is disgusting. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I would, I, I would scream too. Quite tell what was going on at first there because she's, uh, you know, they're they're having that kiss and it's like, well, is he like biting her lip off or something like that? Yeah, as it pulls away. But yeah, that's the first time where you, you kind of reveal the mangledness of the. Uh, oh yeah, there. it's gross because he's just like. Like, it's like a close-up of his face, and he's just, like, wide-eyed and, like, crazy-looking, you right. know? But then on top of that, it's like, oh, here's my nose bone, you know? Or when it, not nose bone. It's just cartilage in there, I, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I did like how they acknowledged how different his voice sounded. Because yeah. every time... Because at that point, you know that something's going on, that there's this Phantom of the Opera... <laughs> right character in waiting in the wings there and you you know that the voice is different and she comments on that like i have a frog in my throat sounds like an alligator <laughs> right right yeah i like how they call that out yeah oh well well we haven't really talked about like what you thought of this movie since you're just seeing it now you don't have any, or had seen it now you mm -hmm. don't have any nostalgia for it like i do you know, because I feel like nostalgia, nostalgia puts on a whole lot of blinders, right? Even now. Mm -hmm. uh, so what are your thoughts on this? Like, is it, was it fun for you to watch? Was it like, uh, I can't wait to get to the end of this? Like, wh what was it? Yeah, it was all right. I mean, I, I was kind of left guessing as it went on. And, you know, I, I enjoyed the movie references, even though the, uh, electrocution one i didn't really understand like what movie that was supposed to be but maybe that was the point of that was just to set up the murk like we need this because we know we want to have this kill in here yeah um it was fine i don't think it's some forgotten classic or anything like that but it's you know it, it was enjoyable uh, if if you like uh, movies of a certain type like like this one is kind of like you know, I I put it up there with a lot of like video store trash where it's like you'd 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 watch it, you'd rent it, and like, yeah, okay, it was pretty good. And then you know, next week, you know, you go back and you know, maybe if um they don't have the movie you're after, you pick this one out again to show some people. Yeah, I would I agree with that. Um, I actually own this movie. I have the Synapse release of this movie. Uh, it's one of those weird ones where it's like I I tend to throw it in like once or twice a year not to like sit down and be occupied by the whole thing because i'll throw in movies while i'm working on other things but this is one of those movies that i'll just have in the background playing hmm. i don't know i don't know what it is and i think like that's what i mean when i think it's part of like nostalgia for me right because it's like bringing me back to a place that's like comfortable you know of like watching these like borderline dumb movies but as a kid you just think they're like magnificent oh my god this is so great you yeah. know well any movie was magnificent almost when yeah you were a kid just because yeah. you're seeing this thing larger than life and but wow that's I, what college is going to be like that's amazing in college I, nothing like that <laughs> right yeah 
I think that this movie, in fact, is a reason why I wanted to open up a movie theater. Because it's just like all the fun people were having. I'm talking about the people that weren't killed in this yeah, movie. Right. You know, those people, those people were not having fun. But the rest of everyone seemed like they were having a ball, you know. Well, and even of the characters involved, Kelly Jo Mintner's character and the and Nurse Ratchet, I don't think they ever really have any direct involvement with the murderer. I, I think they just feel like there's some rowdy show going on and people are disappearing. Yeah. Because really the only thing that, that happens to them or the craziest thing that happens to them is having to deal with the, the rowdy um, girlfriend of the ex-boyfriend. Right. Who, who they're really nice to for some reason, even though they shouldn't be. <laughs> they're so nice to him. And he's like kind of being a shitbag. You know, well, he even, really is. The first thing he says in the movie, it's like, this is our heroine, you know, who has a very strong Phoebe Cates kind of vibes yeah. to her, I, I felt. Mm -hmm. And then, like, the first thing he says is like, you know, well, but, yeah, I, I might not be around. Because you won't have sex with me. Or or let's hope yeah. I'm around when that happens. Like, yeah, I hope I'm around when you decide to fuck me. Yeah. You know, like, I... Who who it, thinks like that? Because your time's so, so much more valuable than uh, everyone right. else's. Like, yeah, yeah, he's kind of a shitbag, and it's like, well, why would you want to date with someone? And then, like, I, I just couldn't get a get like a good read on that character at all. Because what he's like, Indiana Jones at the end of the movie, all heroic, flying down from the second balcony into some boxes. But you know, it's a good enough distraction to stop the murder from happening. Yeah, but. uh and yet your introduction and, to him as being a scumbag when he's sitting yeah, in the theater, he's kind of being a jerk it, to his. Yeah, he's also a buffoon <laughs> and probably more clumsy than I am because he managed to fall downstairs, you know, like, OK, I'm accident prone. But guess what? I've never done just tripped on stairs while I'm on <laughs> them and fallen down, you know, and rolled down the stairs. I've never done that. Uh, so this guy's worse than me. Because he can just fall downstairs, you know? So he's kind of an idiot, too. So he's all it these things. It wouldn't be a horror movie without somebody tripping for... A, especially a horror movie from this era without somebody tripping because the plot required it. Yeah, but it didn't. That's the weird thing. I guess this movie, it like, turns tropes on its side, you know? Because he just fell with no consequences. He just fell in the dark. And he said, don't step on my hand! You know, because he got you know, his hand stepped on. Yeah, it's since you say that, it's really interesting because I, I'm walking back through it, and for a movie that's supposed to be kind of meta, you know, it and, is, yeah, and turning tropes on their sides really doesn't play up a lot of tropes or follow a lot of tropes itself. Not at all. I mean, there, there's some Phantom of the Opera parallel. I I keep wanting to say Phantom of the Mall, but that's just so fresh in my mind. I know, I do it too. I'm like, it's like Phantom... Yeah, no, yeah, there, I agree. There's a lot of, like, Phantom of the Opera parallels here, but... There is. I mean, there is and there isn't, because you can't really call it a remake, but I just feel like any time you have somebody stalking a theater, it's... it's You're Especially go when they're, like, a disfigured, masked character, like, it's it's gonna happen. Like, yeah. it's, it's gonna... I don't care what your angle is, it's gonna happen. So who did it better, Phantom of the Mall or this movie? As far as the Phantom of the Opera, you know, I stuff. I think if I had both movies in my hand, I mean that's a tough one. I, I think I'd, both of, I think I'd probably put in Phantom of the Opera or Fa Phantom of the Mall. Phantom of the Mall. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I'd it's a hard Phantom choice. It's a hard choice. Well, what if it was um Hello Mary Lou, Popcorn, or Phantom of the Mall? Which one are you gonna go with? Well, Prom Night 2. Oh, yeah. Prom Night 2. Man, that, <laughs> that sucker deserves a Blu-ray release like nobody's business. It is it is incredible. Oh, man. I'm so glad you made me watch that shit, you know? I, I am, too. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's just so wild. No, but uh, these types of movies, I, I'm glad I've rewatched this and got, got accustomed to it again. Because I do... It's like um, there's certain types of movies that fail upwards, right? Like they, they don't do things right, but they're better for that, you know?
Mm-hmm. Like it's like a better experience watching it or, you know, just enjoying it. The These three that we just mentioned, Long Kiss Goodnight as well, get put into this, like, I don't even know it's what category I could call it, but it's just these movies that fail upwards to success, you know? Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely have to be in a certain mindset to watch it because they're just a little off kilter. Yes, yes. And I, I think that's part of why, like, you know, what would be a little bit more traditional execution kind of doesn't seem to work here uh, because the people that are making it aren't following traditions. <laughs> right. They think they right. are, but it's like someone's idea of tradition but they just kind of interpreted it a little twisted. <laughs> right. So uh, what are your thoughts on the very end? Because I, I I wrestle with this a lot, right? Scary, so scary movies and the silver screen. No, like... I hate with that song. The, with the crowd, <laughs> yes. With the crowd at the end, right? Where, Where they it's just like, think it's part of the show. Yeah. So my question is this, I guess. If this happened, right? Say we're, you're at a movie festival. Uh-huh crowds everyone's having a good time except people are dying right and then you see something like this happen on screen do you think you'd be fooled that it was not fake or do you think you would go along with it thinking it was fake like i guess at what point would you realize that something weird is happening i I think the audience would be pissed that they didn't finish the movie that they were supposed to sure i also think if this is supposed to happen at the stroke of midnight man that film festival started pretty early because this is the third movie of the evening. See, I, I'm confused by this now and that it, you bring it up. And it was nighttime when people were showing up. Like, it was Yeah, so it's got to be 6 a.m., 7 a.m. at this point, you know? So did did they start at 6 a.m. in the morning? or Because it's not 6 o'clock at nighttime. I don't know. Um, timeline might be a little goofy there. But to answer your question, yeah, no, I think that that's, um, I think the audience would be pissed that the movie didn't get finished. And I think that when someone did die, they would have uh, caught the guy because he didn't have an escape plan. No. He, he's just going to kill her on stage. And then, and then what? Right. Like, just uh, take a bow to applause or something. Like, maybe the curtain closes and then he, you know, smoke right. bomb just runs away. I don't know. But I, I think that would have been like Scream 2, where as soon as, you know, he kills oh. her, they would have realized that someone was dying for real. And then they would have been on his ass and probably uh, tackled him mm. to the ground. And um, I, I don't think he would have got away with it. But uh, well, you're you're more optimistic about society because I think society would be fooled and they thought it would have been fake or fake. And like the whole thing was fake. And they yeah. all would have been filming it on Instagram. And yep. Getting them likes, putting it up on subscribers, TikTok. I mean, the irony, because that's exactly what we want to have happen. Right. But, you know, now we're making fun of those people for wanting that, you know. Well, you are. (laughs) Well, yeah. But I also represent 50 percent of this podcast. So by default, what I say goes dragging me, dragging me down by association. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't have all the hate, you know, got (laughs) to disperse it a little bit. Yeah, I'll allow it. Disperse. As what I meant to say. Um, what else? Yeah. I, I liked how it didn't go straight to, to black. I mean, it stayed on the theater for a little bit. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I'm I a fan of when movies don't just go straight to black for credits. Me too, but you know what's pretty bad, though? That Hold song at me. the end. Hold me. That's what Maggie says to whatever his name is. Mark? Right at the end? Hold me, Mark. And then the credits start going. (laughs) I think that is up there with the Monster Squad for like, you know, I I like the movie, but I really hate the song in the credits. Oh, the Monster Squad rap? Yeah. It's, man, that's like a musician came in who didn't know rap existed and was just told about rap. And then they made a song that day. You know, like, this is what rap is. You just talk over music, you know? It's a little bit more than that. It writes itself. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Well, on that note. the thing, though. Yeah, on that note. Saturday night at the movies. (laughs) All right. 
Ah, this was awesome. I love I like this movie a lot. So might not be for everybody though. Who knows? I mean, Synapse put it out. It's got to be liked by some people, you know. But anyways, I don't have anything more. Until next week then? Yes, until next uh, week. Until well, I'll have more then. Scary, I'll have more movie. next week. Yeah, I'll have more next week. So come back for that. All right.